Okay, welcome back to Illini Weekly. I honestly, I think episode seven by this point, it's been really a crazy week here, almost week by the time this comes out after Illinois' ESPN game against South Florida, the loss to South Florida. And boy, oh boy, there were some developments coming out of that game, weren't there, Mark? Well, um, there were, and you know, you saw, um, you saw those freshmen for two weeks make plays and influence the outcome in a positive way. And then you saw them against a better team and a faster team on their field. Um, and, and you saw those same freshmen look amazingly like freshmen. And, um, and then we had the quarterback change in the third quarter, which is, you know, it's always exciting for fans <laughs> when there's a quarterback change because, uh, you know, it usually comes about because the, the starting guy hasn't been doing well. And Chase Crouch was struggling to add the passing dimension into the offense. And um, I, think that, I think it's a little more complicated than that. But nevertheless, Jeff George got in there, and they did enough to um, probably intrigue people um, who may want to see more from Jeff George in a starting role. And since they don't have a game this weekend, the coaching staff has a, a little more time to play around with it. I think they've met. I think they know what they want to do, barring a, a practice injury or something like that. Um, but they're not going to say, I think in part because those are two different style quarterbacks, and why give Nebraska the benefit of saying, okay, we don't have to prepare for a a dual threat quarterback, and, and and I suppose some cynic would say, well, if it's Crouch, you don't have to prepare for a dual threat quarterback <laughs> either. But um, so I think they'll keep that close to their vest. Uh, I talked to Lovey and um, Jeff George Jr. the other day, and Jeff was just, you know, he was really uh, being the politically correct foot soldier saying, you know, I have no idea what they're going to do. It's up to them. I, I'm just going to try to get ready and be prepared to help help us beat Nebraska and so we'll see what direction that goes but um, you know the thing about Jeff Jeff George Jr. and I like Jeff George Jr. and I like the component of a downfield passing game so I'm more inclined to maybe want to see him but um, to understand who he is you've got to remember who his dad was you know Jeff George Sr. was a great college quarterback and uh, there's there's very few people in the history of football that has stronger arm than him. In fact, there's many people who, if you ask him today, who's the strongest arm you ever saw? Jeff George. I, I was at his pro day when the scouts were all gathered around, and he threw a ball a little over 80 yards in the air. And nobody threw the ball like that. And he believed in his heart that he could throw the ball through a hole the size of a quarter, and he could do it every single time. And, and some people mistakenly believe that he had just a horrible NFL career. That's not really true. He threw for over 27,000 yards. He threw for over 150 NFL touchdown passes. So he, he did some work. He never lived up to what the number one overall pick should probably be or would like to be. Um, but his son has the exact same attitude that I can throw it through a hole the size of a quarter. Unfortunately, his son does not have the exact same arm. And so um, once in a while, you'll see Coaches roll their eyes, particularly offensive coaches, uh, and and after they have watched Jeff George try to throw the ball into a, a place where he can't get it, and and that results in a turnover, that results in an interception, and so as they weigh which direction to go in the quarterback thing, um, can Jeff George is is he more likely to throw the ball downfield and see and see downfield see receivers? Yes. Is he more likely to turn the ball over downfield? Yes. And so therein is part of the dilemma. My, my guess is they'll stick with 
chase. I don't think they'll give up on him this quickly. But um, I don't think they're afraid to put Jeff out there. And, you know, maybe if they if they sit around and talk about it long enough, they might say, let's give him a start. I just don't think it's yet. So Jeff George, <clears throat> excuse me, came in in the third quarter, correct? And yep. 12 of 22, yep. 211 yards, yep. a touchdown, and as you mentioned, right, you're going to get you're going to get The only thing is picks. on the two interceptions, in each time he threw an interception, it was while he was getting hit. The hit contributed to the interception more than trying to force the ball into a tighter window. Um, and, and, that, and therein is another problem in trying to assess the quarterback play. Um, neither guy has had the benefit of great protection. So, you know, you got to factor that in a little bit as well. And if I might just switch to another topic that comes up is play calling. Um, I, I, look, I, I, I haven't liked all the play calling either. But um, if we talk long and hard about play calling, we're implying that this team is play calling away from being a really good football team. And I don't think that's true. And I don't think that's fair. And um, I, I would like to get to the point where I think play calling is the next step. But there's too many other factors right now. There's things young players aren't seeing. There's assignments young, young players aren't executing. There's a lot of things that are breaking down that makes a good play not well executed. And so um, I know everybody is kind of an armchair quarterback and likes to think that they could call the game better than, than uh, the offensive coordinator. But, but I think we're a little ways away from that. We've got to button some things up before we get too critical on the play calling. So, I mean, if to, to, real quick to go back to that quarterback, Chase Crouch, 8 of 18, 76 yards. I mean, there's a five yards per completion difference between him and George. And to me, I think you maybe roll with the turnovers if you're you're opening the defense up a little bit. And you can see where the defense kind of crowds in on that running game and takes advantage of a line that's figuring it out. Uh, running game, again, just has not gotten off the ground, not doing any favors for, for really anybody. But... That comes back to, the, I, I think, probably the offensive line. And I, th- I think we might see some changes there. For Darian Lowe, who is yet to play, freshman from Rockford, 6'5", 340. He is healthy. He is practicing full tilt these two weeks leading to the Nebraska game. I, uh, and and Lovey, uh, or Garrick McGee, the offensive coordinator, told me he'll be ready to go. Um, where they play him, who they have uh, marked down, um, that, that might be... Uh, receiving less playing time, you know, that will be interesting to see. Uh, I think Larry Boyd's going to be a really good uh, offensive lineman. I think Larry Boyd um, doesn't know assignments well enough yet, mm-hmm. which is going to be true of a lot of these freshmen. Um, so, you know, they're, they're trying to get all that figured out, too. They're not trying to, to see how many freshmen they can get on the field. But position by position, when they talk about who are our best guys at this cornerback spot or this receiver spot, the, the best guys turn out to be freshmen, and, and they're they're going to play them. I asked Lovey point blank, okay, it's, it's week four, so Vidarian Lowe, it's still early enough that you'd put him out there as opposed to like in week eight where you maybe not want to burn a whole year of eligibility. He said, I'll put him out there in week eight or week nine if I think they can help us win a football game. I, I think that would be really close to where he'd rethink that if you're in week nine. Do you really want to use a, a full year of eligibility? Um, but... Um, his point is we're not to that point yet. We're, we're to where we'll put out anybody if they can help us, even if they're a freshman that hasn't played. And uh, so we'll see because there's still some more freshmen that haven't played. Yeah, we, and we talked about this in the beginning. This is how things get off the ground in, in programs. And this was a full-blown rebuild that Lovey came into. And th- it starts with this. Uh, the running game just wasn't strong against South Florida. Outside of Mike Epstein's 45-yard run, he, he would have been seven for 
11 yards. I mean, this it just wasn't a strong... This just The fault isn't just in the quarterback play here. And no, 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 no. And they've increased the number of freshmen, too, that they've played and started. Started 10 in this last game. Do you see that number going up? Could I, be. I, I, mean, I mean, it could be. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I think they're the, they played the second most freshmen in the country. I think LSU has passed them now with 20. Illinois has played 18. They started 10 the last game. And um, and I liked uh, Garrick McGee's answer because this weekend is a big recruiting weekend for them because coaches can get out with no game. You can go you can go places. They'll be in Texas. They'll be in Florida. They'll be in uh, throughout Illinois and in Missouri and, and perhaps in California, and um, looking at some kids. And um, um, uh, the question was, what um, what what are your needs for this next recruiting class? And I'm glad he didn't say a position group. What he said is more quality. We, they, this is the biggest quality class I've seen come along in a long, long time, this freshman group. Now stack another one right on top of it. Stack 17, 18 kids. I don't think they have as many scholarships this year. So stack 18 kids, the, almost all of whom look like they can play. Because as Garrick points out, you know, um, not only does that – is that how you get results in games? But that's how you get results in practice. When your receiver, who's really good, looks around and there's another guy behind him who's really good. And he's like, if I don't practice well, I don't start. This guy's just as good. They're going to play him. And too often in programs that aren't winning very well, you've got a pretty decent guy uh, in the number one spot. But the number two spot is a really mediocre guy who he's not going to push that first guy unless there's an injury or something. He's just not going to. And so... That's what they're trying to do. Stack these quality classes one on top of another. That's when you see a better team emerge. You hit on it with receiver, Ricky Smalling. We talked about him for yep. for weeks and weeks and weeks and three catches, 99 yards, a long of 76, big playability. He's one of those freshmen, too, that, that is – I think his playing time's gone up as the games. Uh, and and there was a, there was an example of really good play calling. They anticipated there was going to be a full out blitz. There was. They dumped it over to Ricky. He got in the open field, seventy six yards. He he's a playmaker. Once you see a kid do it, I think as a play caller, your inclination is to get the ball back to him more quickly, more frequently, and um, and and they've got to do that. They've got to get the ball. There's playmakers on this team. They got to get it there. Um, but they need some of these playmakers also, by the way, to be these linemen. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, the good news for Illinois is the week off, gather, get get rid of those nicks and dings that, that happen over no the doubt. course of a football season, and you host Nebraska another Friday night. You host Nebraska, a team that, oh man, that's, that's, that's not, a, not a banner organization right now in terms of product on the field, and they just fired their athletic director. Fired Sean Eichhorst today. That's, that's amazing. It was amazing after they lost to Northern Illinois on the weekend. He came rushing out to speak to the media, and, he, and I, my understanding is he hates to speak to the media. And he came out and just like, I'm disappointed, I'm frustrated, I'm angry. Um, but you're also closely tied to Mike Riley because you hired him, and people don't, aren't happy with you anyhow because you didn't uh, prevent the um, elimination of their Black Friday game the day after Thanksgiving. That's been a 30-year institution in Nebraska, and the new schedules came out, and that wasn't on there. He should have fought for that harder. Um, and, and so today they fired Sean Eichhorst as the AD, which means there's now no safety net for Mike Riley. When a new AD comes in, he's going to want a new head coach. If Mike Riley doesn't make a dramatic, dramatic turnaround, um, it's going to be very difficult. They play Rutgers this weekend, host Rutgers, 
heaven forbid, if they lose that game. And then they travel to Illinois, and the next two games after that, I believe, are Wisconsin and Ohio State. Uh, so they've got some tough games coming up. And Illinois um, beat Nebraska the last time they were here in 2015. And um, so it, it's, uh, it's a rough situation in Nebraska. We're not used to seeing them quite in this uh, state of disarray, but that's where they are right now. Yeah, and, you know, if they do lose to Rutgers, maybe Mike Riley does not make that trip. To, I mean, that's that's a bad, bad loss. I mean, I, you hate to speculate on that, and, and, but that, that's a really bad loss to come back from. Um, Pete DeNovo, new quarterback for Illinois. Th- this is this is a really odd situation, I think, from Central Florida. He, w- he was not playing, and um, he's a graduate transfer, so he has this year of eligibility. He's in- eligible immediately, has only this year. Um, from Illinois' perspective, well, first of all, a couple people knew him. Donnie Abraham, the safeties coach, had coached at this high school that he went to uh, prior to Donnie becoming the defensive coordinator at the IMG Academy in Bradenton. So he knew him. Jake Hansen, the Illinois linebacker who would be starting but is out with a knee injury, played with him and knew him. They knew him to be a good guy and a good quarterback, a record-setting quarterback in high school down there. It didn't happen for him at Central Florida, um, and he wanted to go somewhere and just get a different look. He wants to coach. Um, he thought that maybe working with Lovey would be a good step in that direction. And from Illinois' perspective, look, they've got, Chase, let's say Chase Crouch is the starter. Let's say Chase Crouch gets hurt. That's then Jeff George comes in. If Jeff gets dinged up for one series, you've got to put somebody else on the field. They don't really want to burn Cam Thomas's red shirt right now. And here's a guy that you know he wouldn't play this week, but maybe maybe in two or three weeks if you had to, since he's played a lot of college football and he's you know he's been around. He's an older guy. You could send him out there and run a, um, a probably a pretty boiled down version of their offense and and save it now if it if it got to be that um, a season ending injury to crouch season ending injury to george now you got to huddle up as a staff and say what are we going to do mm-hmm. and that's a different situation but it doesn't cost him anything uh, particularly and he comes in and they, everybody says he's a really good guy so um you know, I, I I don't think it's much of a deal, but no, it gives a little doomsday kind, yeah. kind of insurance. There. And you know what? Another quarterback, another an experienced quarterback to to maybe say, hey Chase, look here. Hey Jeff George, look here. Just another a fresh set of eyes, a fresh an older guy in the room. Yep, that might help in different ways than, it could than be. What, what it would be it on the could field. Be. Um, we had. Good intentions to to have your interview with with Michael Finke, basketball uh, player. Um, little technological. Uh, I messed it up. Is what happened. <laughs> I started talking to Finke. I was standing up in the balcony talking to Brad Underwood. Great conversation. Um, and then Finke finished up. They they had finished up their little workout, and um, and so. Uh, I got Finky. Well, in the practice gym, we were standing in the practice gym, but there was about five people bouncing basketballs, so all that background noise is pretty annoying. So I, I asked, could we move him out into the hall? And they were very gracious to do that, and, and he's a super agreeable kid. And we get out there, and I've got my tape recorder there, and I'm holding it up, and, I'm, and I know we're going to do this as a podcast, so I said... You know, here we are with uh, Illini basketball player Michael Finke, and we launch into this conversation. And um, I think the thing went about 14 minutes or something like that. And about, I don't know, halfway through or something like that, I look at the counter on my tape recorder, and it's all zeros. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I forgot I didn't push, or I didn't push hard enough, or I pushed off the edge, whatever, the on button, the record button. And so then I pushed it, and it starts recording. So I have the second half of the interview recorded and I 
as soon as I got done um, and didn't tell him what a doofus I'd been, I, I started the recorder and I spoke into it and just to try to recreate the things he had just taught me, so I, or <laughs> the things he had just told me so that I wouldn't forget them. And uh, so that, um, the, our best intentions on having a Michael Finke podcast, and it's too bad because he was really good and really funny, and I enjoyed the conversation with him. So we did get... Um, some stuff from football about an hour later of Garrick McGee and I don't know what, what you're going to have to edit through this. Yeah, because I think we're going to use Lovey Smith and, Lovey the media and a little Jeff George, him and Jeff George. Um, it is another media scrum. We have good intentions. If they all work out for our next week's podcast with Stephen Bardo of the Big Ten Network, yep. though that that should be a really really exciting interview. Uh, he is going to be in Mount Zion for an IBCA basketball clinic. It's a loaded field to be honest with you, in terms of coaches speaking. Pretty nice. Jeff Alexander is going to be over Jeff there. Jeff Alexander is it's talking about the Illinois um, spread offense. Yeah, and, and his dad, Neil, great, great, great basketball coach at Lincoln. Yep. So th- that's going to, we're going to see what we can get out of that. We're hoping for Stephen Bardo. But re- let's, let's recap a little bit very briefly with Finky and, and what he talked about because he is kind of the, the guy. He, as you've said in your lead of your story, is he's the man on the, the Illinois basketball kingdom, the, old, the older. He's the older old guy. guy. I mean, he's been there four years. He and LaRon Black. And LaRon Black had. Uh, surgery, by the way, on his uh, the bursa sac in his elbow, and uh, it was spe- expected to miss three weeks. It's been over a week already. Uh, if he comes back in three weeks, he will have missed like uh, four days of practice. So it's not uh, to, to get it done now and get it cleaned up was was the intention. Um, but Michael Finke's had a really good summer. He's won uh, Brad Underwood's trust. He's really worked on conditioning. Everybody's worked on conditioning. Brad Brent Underwood. Finky says, tells them every day, you will be the best conditioned team in America. You will be the best conditioned team in America. And he said, somebody's pushing us like they mean it, you know. And um, um, and so he's he's excited about the offense. He's excited about his role. Um, he thinks that as a big man who, who can shoot. And remember, I don't know if people even realize this, but in Big Ten play last season, he shot 44 Point uh, two maybe percent from three, which was eighth best in the entire Big Ten. A perfect fit for what Brad. And yep, wants he to do. wants Brad wants a big uh, stretch four who can pop from the jump out to the corner and then run back inside too and, and play inside. He'll be doing both. You know, he said sometimes I'm in the pinch post and um, and, and and sometimes I'm out on the perimeter. And Mark Smith's in the pinch post. You know, so you're going to see people I- interchangeable. Uh, a lot in that, so um, it, it was a good conversation with him. He's just a he's a terrific guy, and uh, I wrote a column about him that's posted on our Herald Review website right now. If you haven't seen it, and and he'll tell you about his hair. I, I'm excited for this offense. I, I really am. I, I think it remains a lot of mystery still, and I think that I think that kind of adds so, some fun and some intrigue with it, with a lot of mystery. So next week, if all goes well, Stephen Bardo from from the Big Ten Network. Flying a line eye, alum. Positionless basketball, you know. Mm-hmm. When when Brad Underwood talks about playing positionless basketball, that sort of defines the flying a line eye. You know, they were all similar size. You know, and you had a you had a six seven center in Lowell Hamilton who probably was six six. You had a six six forward in Nick Anderson. You had a six five forward maybe in Kenny Battle, maybe four. You had a six four five guard and in uh, Stephen Bardo. I mean, you had all these guys, you know, Kendall Gill, 6'5". I mean, really, it was just, it, it was amazing. That team, that's why that team was so much fun to watch, and they were incredibly successful, and, and they almost pulled it off. 
So we're gonna hop over to the, the media availability that was Lovey Smith. The only media availability all week too. Yeah. Um, so this is the only chance to hear Lovey talk about what they're doing going toward Nebraska and the only chance to hear Jeff George Jr. as well. All right, so hopefully, I, I can't imagine we'll have a lot, lot more answers about the Illinois football program for our next podcast, but we'll, hopefully we'll have something for you. So thanks a lot. Are you guys ready for Coach? I'm here. seemed like forever since we played. That's a good thing after that last effort we put forward. Good thing we have more games coming up. Good thing for us we have our Big Ten schedule starting up. So it's good to get a couple days in, start correcting some things, and get ready to play our next game. Is this a, a good time for a bye as well? Perfect time for a bye. I don't know uh, when ideal time is yeah. for the bye just as a standard way, but I just know where we are at this point in our season. We need it right now. A little banged up, get a chance to get some guys back. Should be in full force the next time we go out. Like every other production, you know, quarterback is about decision making, leading your team to victory. Our quarterbacks have led us to two. We'll get more in the future. You've uh, you've uh, set in some kind of record for freshmen getting in there on the start of games. Is there is there more to come, perhaps? Well, I think there are a few more that haven't played that are showing signs that they need to get a look. Um, so you never know how it'll, how it'll turn out. You know, we have guys that are in the lead position in the starting rotation. If they don't get the job done, we look for other options. And for us, it seemed like uh, that other option has a lot of freshmen playing, so that's a good thing. And it's still early enough to do it to, like if this was week eight, you might not, but. Uh, we'll do it week eight, week nine, week one. If we feel like we need another option, we need to get a look at someone to improve our ball club much as that. It's not like we would like to play. We set out to play a lot of freshmen. We don't play the best guys. So happen they are young players. You said after the game on Friday that you made the quarterback switch because that was the right choice for that moment in that game. Mm-hmm. How do you want to evaluate the group going forward, especially with the little extra time? How do I want it? I just said, evaluate everything they do. And that's what we've been doing on a daily basis, meetings, off field, on the field. We evaluate everybody that way. Quarterback position is like that. Can you, do you believe in being able to rotate quarterbacks? I believe you do whatever you need to do in that moment to win the football game. That's playing one guy at a certain position, not just quarterback, every position. If you don't like the play that you're getting from that position at the time, you look option two. Well, just that we we have football that we want to get done and prove our current team, but you always looking to the future too. We are going to flood our recruiting areas this weekend. I have a full slate. We all have a full slate. Looking forward to that. Seeing what you know, some of our some of our commitments. Seeing what they're doing, and we have some open spots too to uh, see if there's some other guys that we can uh, get on. What's changed most from? last year to this year for you guys and how you go about it? We had a plan last year. It's not like we've changed up how we want to do things. Uh, so we're just, it's just year two. You hope to do a lot of your plan that you have in place better. No more than that. Has uh, early signing period affected anything yet so far? Uh, again, I'm pretty new at this. So going through one year, I know, I believe in the early signing period. And, and if a guy, you know, like, like now, we have a lot of guys that are committed to us. Why shouldn't they be able to sign now? You ready to get married? Why not get married, you know? So 
but I know during that time I'm anxious to see how that all plays out, not just for us, for everybody else. I assume if you know where you're going to go, you're going to sign early. You added a, another quarterback to the group uh, this week. What do you feel like AP can, can bring? You know, I, we don't really know. We added another player late to the group, a player that's uh, not like he's a freshman coming in. He's played football. I know down in, in Florida, Pinellas County set all kind of records down there. Again, has started a major college game, all of that. So whenever you can add a player like that, it's a good thing. We'll see. Uh, do you have an overall favorite athlete? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl is just staring me in the face. Here. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to see who it was. <laughs> Jeff George, Jr. This is Jeff George, Jr., Illini quarterback. Just kind of watch the film. Just what you think your performance as you got in that game? Uh, you know, we did. I feel like I did some good things, but we also, you know, have a lot to work on. Um, you know, it's tough because I mean, uh, I mean, not tough, but you know, towards the end of the game, you know, we we, we did some good things, but you know, um, you know, we're just focused on now. We put it we put it aside. We're taking this week and just getting better during the bye week and then moving on to Nebraska already. How'd that feel compared to last year when you're kind of thrown to the wolves at Michigan Stadium and Ann Arbor? I mean, how, how'd you feel going into that? Uh, you know, I felt definitely more comfortable, um, you know, a year older, you know, a year more of experience, had all, you know, the off season to get better and prepare and, uh, you know, just got to stay ready all the time. Have you, have you been able to identify with some of these freshmen getting their indoctrination into their first college start? And of course yours was right. <laughs> kind of an epic circumstance up there and 111,000 right. people. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, all the freshmen, I mean, they're doing great. Obviously, you know, they're, they're out there, they're, they're making an impact right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice to, um, it was nice during camp to, you know, to really get that, that they, I mean, they got a lot of reps during camp. So it was nice to get the, the camaraderie and all that down then. And so now we're just full speed ahead in the big 10. Do you feel like you have an opportunity here? Uh, I mean, I feel like I have any, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I have opportunity here. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go out and, you know, play, um, you know, work, uh, work as hard as I can in practice and just get better every, every day. What have the coaches told you and Chase going into this bye week? Uh, they haven't really told us anything. You know, we're just taking it. Uh, we're getting better this bye week and, uh, you know, using it as a time to really just focus in on the little details because, you know, we don't have a game this week. Um, and so we can really focus in on, you know, making sure the little things are done right now. What little things are you – looking at this week just to improve yourself? Uh, I feel like all, all of us, you know, just decision-making, um, making good reads, making good throws, you know. Uh, obviously, this is a time to, you know, get your legs back. You know, we played three games, so it's a real uh, critical time to recover, and, you know, we're just trying to um, make sure we're 100% going into Nebraska two weeks from now. Anything different in quarterback group as far as practice goes the last two days? Or? No, nope. We're just, uh, you know, getting better and taking every day to, you know, Look at um, the little things we need to do better. Well, you got a new body in there though now, don't you? you yeah, a, a yeah, new, we do. Teammate. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's nice to have Pete. Pete here, you know. Uh, he's got to, you know, get the, learn the offense now, and then you know we'll definitely be helping him as much as we can. What have you really seen from Pete so far? Like, what kind of arm does he have? Does he talk to the guys? What's that like? Uh, I mean, I feel like he fits right in. You know, he's a good guy. You know, he's real social, and I feel like he's definitely uh, a guy that'll be nice to have around. It was just kind of you know, odd to add uh, another guy to the the group after you know, three games. I mean, just it's not too typical. I mean, yeah, I've I've never really seen it happen, but I mean, I you know it's good to have a, you know another body in there, and uh, you know it only makes us all all better. Thanks, Thank Thanks. you very much, Joe. Cool. Appreciate it. Yep.